welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. And boys, did the wrestling industry take a nosedive this past weekend. As a lot of bad things came up. And also, The Undertaker retired. And that's not even, like, the biggest news of the week. Even that couldn't tur- turn the tide of news. No. So, we also got a... The results for our last bracket that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then we have the new bracket up that we're bringing up. And we have uh, All Gravy Wrestling versus PDX tonight. That's right. So uh, let's get into it. But first, let me introduce you to your no-so crew. First, you know him as one thing, one thing only. He's also first billing. He's a good brother. The Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I'm not feeling like a good brother for the first half of this podcast, but let's see if we can't turn it around. Good call. Uh, the no cell living legend, Mike Booble. In many ways, the forefather of this weekend's news. Yeah. You got it all wrong, like women in tuxedos, coming up shorter than five Danny DeVitos. I am he, as you are me, and you are me, and you is he. We're all together. Aruba, Jamaica. Bars. Ooh, I want to take a Bermuda. No? Down Come to Coco. Uh, the yeah. gra- oh, Parcheesi. <laughs> the uh, no cell playgirl, the Grave Jen, Devin Dolly. Real name, no gimmick. Here we are. And I just watched that Kokomo video, and I just saw that uh, John Stamos is in it. Yep. I'm your host, Josephus. Can't wait. Josephus. Some would say Joseph. the Uncle Jesse of no cell entertainment. <laughs> Cut it out. Wait, wrong guy. So <laughs> we got rid of the Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Dave Coulier, it's snake on the Coulier. No. <laughs> so did Alanis Morissette write songs about any of these guys? No. I would go down on the theater. On, on no, he had the popcorn. No, John Samuels, yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. I am incredibly straight, but I would bathe with that man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, uh, this past... 69 never hurt anybody. So, this past <laughs> Thursday, uh, hashtag speaking out. The floodgates opened. Open. Mm. First, on Thursday, allegations of wrestlers came across. I mean, it was mostly UK at the time. Well, it was mostly David Starr. David, yeah, mostly David Starr. Which, these things originally were like three years ago we knew about this. I knew about this with him three years now, ago. Now, who's David Starr? He's an indie wrestler. A fairly well-known indie wrestler. He's popular for taking the stance that he wants to start a union in wrestling and was anti-WWE and anti-any place that wouldn't he, hire him. He was trying to be, a, he was trying to be a good guy for all the guys and gals trying to be like, hey, <laughs> we should unionize so they can't fuck us over anymore. Let's just put it this way. There's a reason three years ago he pretty much became a UK mainstay. And it wasn't because he saw the work over there and thought, yeah, that's where I need to be. It's because he had done some horrible fucking things to women in America, and before shit hit the fan... He done bolted to the other side of the sea, and then it still caught him. So, speaking gal came, came out. Gotta love it. And then that started, and then the floodgates opened. Like my, our, every if you follow wrestlers or anything, I know Booble, you don't. Nope. You would honestly just Loser. refresh refresh your Twitter timeline. Just those better. So why don't you kill me? Just just those better uh, mm-hmm. moral people like professional football players. I follow those in. Good. Uh, you would refresh your timeline, I and it's both. like another eight. Yeah. No, seriously. I was distracted from working because I'm sitting there. It was kind of dead anyway, but it just it would not stop. It was nonstop, and every few minutes was a different name. It yeah. wasn't even the same. It was, yeah. 
And I was just like, holy so shit. So I have a name. I have the list. Oh, I have the list, too. Please people. go ahead. So this is just our Thursday. And then it has come up to today, too. So we have Jim Cornette. The uh, allegations are that him and his wife forced uh, OVW men to sleep with his wife, and he would watch. The only problem with uh, that one's been kind of debunked. Yeah. Um, not officially, officially, but the dude was in OVW in 2017. And oh. Jim Cornette quit being a part of OVW in 2005. <laughs> so huh. I'm not really sure how that could have worked. But okay. Uh, Matt Riddle. That one was known. Um, WWE knew about it when they hired him. Um, and so far, it hasn't affected his push. And today, another person tried to come out uh, that he cheated on his wife. And it's like, so? So. I mean, not that I'm condoning that, but when it's not sexual assault. Cheating is not a crime. You know what I mean? Like, no. So I was like, that didn't really help the case. I don't uh, know what you were trying to do here. Also, hold on. Also, not condoning it. I'm just pointing it out. Cheating yeah. is not a crime. I'm also not condoning it. Yeah, we're <laughs> like anything. Not condoning. You want to be sure out of We are. Everybody here at No Cell Entertainment do do not condone the sexual abuse, mental abuse, physical cheating. abuse, cheating, any type of abuse that these wrestlers may have caused. I just condone tax evasion. That's just, it. Just tax evasion. Uh, Velveteen Dream. I mean, we need that one. He's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'm just still waiting for that. Like I have, like, I don't know about you guys. I know they haven't. I've gone down the rabbit hole on this because I want to be on top of this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, it's just it's what I do. It's part mm-hmm. of what makes me the database. Yep. He's fucked. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke, and some of the stuff, the some of the screenshots that are there, mm-hmm. if legit. Which again, I'm no fucking judge or jury. I'm not condemning any of these guys yet. Full born. But it don't look good for some of them more than us or than others, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. Yeah, that looks like it's bad news. Uh, today came out Darby Allen, emotional abuse. Yeah, uh, uh, b- claimed by Danica Delarouge for someone else, but won't say who. But won't say who because you know Mari Squirrel. I have a problem with that, by the way. It's not my story to tell. Well, then don't tell the story. Yeah. you're still telling the story. You're just withholding a name. Yeah. So if it's not your story to tell, it, don't it, tell any of it. It's like the there. It's it's not on the list. But it's like a former WWE superstar who's married, who is part of AEW's roster. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so is that Cody? Is it Jericho? Cody, Jericho. I'm guessing Jericho. Hager. Hey, it could be Hager, but I'm just thinking like, and this is pure speculation, okay? But when your gimmick yeah. is... I don't know if he's married. But when your gimmick he is, is cosplaying 80s Sunset Strip rock and roll stars and their hedonistic lifestyle, you're the first place people are going to look <laughs> Uh, according yeah. to the producer, she's listening in. The uh, wrestler came out to uh, Darby. She shared the story. Who is it? Um, I don't know. Maybe the producer can hear me and she'll send us the file. Joe doesn't want to name names. <laughs> no, I <laughs> say the name, Joe. I'm say trying. Name, I'm trying. Uh, Marty Squirrel. Yeah, his. Yeah, uh, he's <sighs> obviously a big Kobe Bryant fan because his. His half-limped uh, bullshit apology was just like Kobe's. Uh, he came out today. So uh, uh, He can't afford the ring Kobe a, bought, a, a, I thought it was a, consensual. <laughs> she thought it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Howley, Howley Cromwell. I just dumped a ball Haley Cromwell? Haley Cromwell is the uh, Darby I'm, Allen. Why do I know that name? Anyway, Marty Swirl, uh, a 15-year-old, came out and said that he was going to penetrate her, but somebody came in and... 
said we gotta go and then he comes out today going well I, we both I thought it was consensual she thought it was con- might have not but it was a prelim uh, apology yeah uh, the Knight family Paige's family <laughs> heavy allegations yes uh, but like then again Paige here as, like that one? as the yeah. database who's deeply embedded I can tell you that that's been an open thing for years yeah. uh, uh, Rich Calando Cal mm. Uh, David Starr, Dave Christ. <laughs> David Starr and Dave Christ are fucked. Yes. They will uh, never like another name. Martin uh, Zaki. Sammy Guevara. His was just... He's not fucked. His was a stupid... Yeah, stupid. Popping off. And, uh, Rob Feinstein. Oh, that one's well known. Yeah, he was on that To Catch a Predator shit in like 2002. Oh, amazing. Here, RF Video. Have you ever heard of RF Video? No. It's the original... Uh, Place you would get like Japanese tapes and whatnot from a guy. His name is Rob Feinstein, uh, RF. Like um, he still runs RF Video, but he got caught like he was uh, trying to hook up with like a fifteen-year-old boy, and, and they caught him on one of those to catch a predator shows. And he Chris Hansen pulled car. up. Uh, Will Osprey and Bree, but that was okay. So they shouldn't have done what they did, but theirs has nothing to do with sexual anything. They blacklisted a person from a show, one show. And I'm not condoning that, but I'm really confused as to why that's lumped in with, with all this, with this uh, stuff. like the more terrible, terrible things. We yeah. celebrate Jordan for blacklisting Isaiah Thomas and the Dream Team. So yeah, know. I mean, well, it's like it's, that's different. That's facts. It's like I don't understand that one. I need a little more context that's, to that, why that's a thing. That is, that that is comparing to this. Yeah, not, not that's like what I'm well, saying. so. Yeah. Uh, Chino Baffa Reyes, Dan Math, Mark Haggerty, Dan Math. Yeah, I didn't hear about that one. Uh, Kirk White. Aaron Epic, Russell Payne, uh, Chasen Rants. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, he's a well-known pedo. Jimmy Havoc. That one's bad. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know the Havoc story. Uh, emotional, emotional abuse. Uh, uh, saying, he's with AEW, right? Yes, yeah. saying, saying that he would but commit currently, suicide. Currently he's with AEW. Currently, but... I'm probably sending him to uh, reha- well, rehab. Well, he, he went to rehab. Yeah. To, I don't know, try to... To PR see spin if this, it. To see if this blows over? Yeah, to PR spin uh, it. To PR spin yeah. it, which and puts them in a weird position. Mm-hmm. They acted really fast on the Guevara thing. and the, Havoc's still and out. With, and with how they reacted so fast to Guevara's makes me think that legally they can't get rid of Havoc. Yeah. Because of the, yeah. So uh, it's but kind of a he, weird yeah, he, he th- Emotional, might have been physical, but then he also said like, he would kill himself in front of the, like, uh, Trent Seven... I heard the name, but I haven't heard the story. Yeah, he, oh, no, wait, he, I he's come out and said... His was like, kept trying to get underage people to buy him drinks, and I don't know if it... Wait, I, kept trying to get underage people to buy him drinks? I get, that's that's, it's, that's the story <laughs> I was reading, and I was like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Yo, bro, I'm 20, you want to get me a beer? I know things like, are different over there. Up? I know things are different in the UK with drinking ages and all that, but I, the story was really confusing. I read it twice and I still. <laughs> I was having it. bums by me. Uh, Mark Paz Perry Wolfgang, um, emotional abuse. Uh, Dave Lagana. <laughs> he re- he Rapey. quit. Yeah, he had to step down from being the uh, vice president of NWA. NWA, and that's old shit from like 2010. Uh, Brian Wilcott, Jeff Coffey, Congo Kong, Scotty Davis, Justin Roberts. Saw that one. Underage. Uh, Bull, Bull James. Travis Banks. <laughs> Laguero. They're done. They're uh, Kendred Kaimari. 
James Ellsworth back on the list, but that was from years ago. Uh, Jordan Devlin. His was beating the hell out of her. Not anything sexual, just physical abuse. And the two new Chris Benoit's of the wrestling world, uh, Jack Gallagher and Joey Ryan. Yeah. Gallagher, I don't know what the fuck. I've only read one thing about Gallagher, and to be honest with you, the story wasn't any worse than the rest of theirs. But, man, he got ghosted quick. He got ghosted uh, hard. Whatever... <laughs> Whatever WWE learned about him, uh, they acted. It's got to be worse, quickly. right, than the other ones. Because he's not even like an alumnus. Because <laughs> the rest of those UK guys are still under contract; they haven't yeah. even been released yet. That dude got ghosted like he was, was he on two hundred five last week. Yes, he was. Jesus. But this is—he was on two hundred five. That was taped weeks ago, the, and he but he was fired that day. The worst one, Joey Ryan. Oh, uh, you can uh, keep that shirt, bro. Yeah, I think that shirt's going to be kindling. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Ryan. I have another uh, one that's going to be kindling or being so a mob town. Uh, break he, down some Joey Ryan, Corey? Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. He's going to be... <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the lollipop So, went. I'll just say this. Can I... Before yeah, you go? Go ahead. Like, two allegations came out, okay? Two. <laughs> two. At the first. And then he came out with a, like, my attorney said, I'm not going to... I shouldn't talk, but I just want... Lame ass. Like, a lame ass, Right. My dick flip went viral, and I started living the rock and roll life. I started living the persona. Nice try, bro. Fifteen more allegations came out. And there's more. There's more, but the women still don't feel comfortable sharing their story yet. But they've confided to one of the ones. Like, forcing them to do things with, for him, uh... More, more of, like, the farming and grooming of, like, oh, you're 15, okay... One of the ones today was disgusting. Okay, so apparently he was at an indie show and met a fan who was 13 and wanted to become a wrestler. Female. She was with her mom. And he's like, oh, yeah, wait till you're 18 to become a wrestler. You have to wait that long, and then you can touch my dick. In front of the mom. It's like, that's predator shit. Yeah, I am. He's done. You know, everything was really hush-hush about that divorce a couple years ago. It really was. Something tells me that she he paid her to not say yeah, anything. Yeah, that she she got she some knew. She, she knew she caught on or something, and shit hit the proverbial fan. But yeah, it's like it's just disturbing. All of, all of it is. Oh God, yes. All of it is. But his is really his is like, he'll see prison time. That's how I mean. It's how bad it is. With it's him. a rough gimmick to have in prison, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to touch, touch it? it? To touch it. <laughs> There'll be a line, sir. It reminds me. Do you remember the tweet he sent out like four or five years ago on Easter? With the Easter egg the Easter package egg pa- yeah. thing in his tights? Yeah. He's like, I just made an Easter basket for the children. Oh, yeah. and, and my it, it, God. It's like the uh, garnish kind of green. You know, the, uh, and he, like, he made it into a, his, yeah. uh, one, like a tr- his trunks. He'll see prison time. I mean, 15, and these are like rape allegations, yes. most of them. Like you know, forcefully like, touching, like, oh, you're going to jerk me off. Okay, here you go. Enjoy. Or, like, there, I saw ones, like, she was 17, and then she turned 18, and he's like, so you want to make out now, or what? And real quickly, on the Joy Run, I said this before the podcast, I think before you even got home. And I'm only going to say this once, because we don't know the full story. We probably will never know the full story. But when there's that many women... That this happened to in the business how do your closest friends not at least have an idea or an inkling yep so to the Candice LeRae's and the Young Bucks's and the 
Kenny Omegas and everybody on that southern indie scene who was so tight with them. What the fuck, guys? Mm-hmm. You're either... You either hit it... Or you're dumb as fuck. Or you're so wrapped up in yourselves. And, and in full fairness, this is the pro wrestling business. So they all could have been that fucking wrapped up in themselves. But come on. I know I know Candace came out yesterday yeah. with like her like the message kind of yeah, note and it's like and I'll, and I'll be honest with her I'm I don't believe it. I don't know how she couldn't know. They did team up a lot because it became a money act. But it's not like they hung out a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they probably hung out here and there, and or mostly hung out at the shows. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's just, there's so many guys. And like, especially if... Nobody knew? Like, she's dating Gargano, and he's a real... Perceived to be a really nice guy. Yeah. So you would think he would have done something it's to... Like, it's like Joey Janela. I like Joey Janela. He's a good guy, seems like. But it was a little fishy. And I wanted to say kind of, fuck you, Joey Janela. When the first Joey Ryan thing leaked, and within 30 minutes, Janelle's online going, oh, yeah, I, I know that. That's 100% true. And it's like, well, then why didn't you fucking say anything? Like, it totally came off as, like, I mean, he's piling on, but it's like, if you did know, shouldn't you have said something? Yeah, of course. Fuck you, Janelle. But, but I'm not trying to defend him, yeah. but there was a lot of wrestlers. You know, like you just named. Yeah, but if you jump on and within a half hour being like, oh, I 100% know that's true. Yeah. Well, if you 100% knew it. Yeah. Why didn't you say anything? There could be 100 wrestlers, too, that knew, but they're not not the ones going to come out and say, oh, I knew, too. I wonder how many wrestlers are still like. Sweating. Freaked out. Yeah, they're probably still some sweating their fucking nut sacks off. Yeah. I've heard there's even ones that are in, like that know they're innocent that haven't done anything bad, and they're just scared. But they're still worried because yeah. you know, like my personal thought process on this. This is mine. Is that you have to at least listen when these allegations are made. Take it seriously. Do the due diligence. Do the investigation. Because if if you find out that the that the person, and most of the time it's women. If you find out that they were lying or that the guy did nothing, then at the end of the day, okay, cool, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would rather do the due diligence and find out there was nothing there than just assume, yeah, that probably didn't happen, and then let some fucking innocent uh, person go tormented. Like, it's, it's better to believe it. Mm-hmm. However, you always wonder in the back of your head, I wonder if any of these are like finally something I can try to get this motherfucker in trouble for. Basically, lying. There's always liars out there. Of course, and I I am with you on that whole idea of you have to take it serious. Take it serious from the beginning, and then well, let's see. Look at it. Look at it. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Let's see investigations. Let's see. There's too many stories about police officers and detectives and all that just brushing it off like yeah whatever yeah not mm-hmm. believing the woman yeah like they're for some reason the the girl at cred wolf yeah what if it's a well-known person in the community or an athlete or something they're like no not not gonna do it that's bullshit you should always look into it um 
it has reminded me, and I haven't heard the saying in a long time, but there's a saying that's been in existence forever that absolutely needs to be eliminated from lexicon, and that is boys will be boys. Yep. It is, because I heard a couple people on Twitter defending it. Like, oh, boys will be boys. They're just flirting. Those people voted for Trump. Yeah, that's like, no. That saying is so bullshit. That mm-hmm. is a built-in excuse for for men to literally, sorry, get away with like. Why? No, that's for a good thing. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> to, to get away with things like rape and abuse, and it's just, it has no place in society. Period. Let alone in this pastime we watch every once in a while. Um, what a cesspool we have. And as, as you're, you're talking, some weird, you know, dollar ball thing no, is this on. This isn't helping. This is not helping. It's going like, going back and watching all this stuff in the war stories and any of the old pay-per-views before they took women seriously, I cringe. Wow. It's more serious. Yeah, it's, it's still not super serious. serious. But a lot more now, yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Oh, no, this is crazy. Look at the wearing. Like... The at least the divas have a uniform. The uh, diva search women might as well be pole dancers. Yeah, but you know it's it. This whole situation is crazy because you can still refresh your freaking timeline. There's gonna be a new one. I never thought I would become one of those people that was like, quit objectifying women. Like I never stood for objectifying women. I just was like, I've always just minded my own business, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? But now things are getting so bad, you can't help but take a stance and voice up. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, a bunch we of douchebags. Bunch of douchebags. Bunch of scum. Bunch of POSs. Unfortunately, it's another, like, oh, isn't it awesome to be a wrestling fan? Isn't it so cool? Well, it just shows you never know someone until you this know This doesn't someone. bother me in terms of wrestling fan, because this is just the word finally getting out on the wrestlers who I've no doubt have been doing it for decades. But these same stories have already come out about football players, MMA athletes, hockey players, baseball players, basketball players. There's no difference. Yeah, the difference is, though, people don't make fun of people for being football fans. We get made fun that's of for not, being wrestling That's fans. not always true. Yeah. I make fun of you for being football fans. Well, you're wrong. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say... Uh, it is widespread, and one person that's on that's been awesome has been Keith Lee. Because yeah, he's he shared come his out, story he today. shared that he was a victim, and but he's, you know, his tweet is like no, not not out of spite, not because I was caused any harm, not out of hate or anger. I simply just want you want you to know that you're not alone. Like every time. Everybody that came out with with their story, he would like retreat it going, you're not alone. If you want to talk, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. It's been Keith Lee, Pete Dunne, and another British wrestler named Dan Maloney, who's only 23. But those are the three uh, men in the business who have really, on Twitter, and I guess behind the scenes, reached out to people who have been like, let's clean this up and... Make it right. This is unacceptable. We can't let this go on. Let's finish this. Let's let's get it to where it's a respectable business. Well, yeah. 
Those three men. Because Keith Lee, like Corey said, came out with his about how he woke up one after one night after drinking. The world's largest roofie. Doesn't know, remember anything. Woke up naked. So. It's scary shit. It's, yeah. And that's he's like, that's why I quit drinking. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. But this whole thing's crazy. And like I said, it won't stop until people start changing. Until men start changing. It's a men problem. Mm, women rape too. Keith Lee shows We that. just really got done talking. predominantly men. Like, oh, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. It's predominantly it's men. Predom- no yes. doubt about that. But I, I think what I'm trying to get at is let's not, let's not like pare it down to where there's a, a section of anybody getting a free ride. <laughs> like, there, yeah. It has to be cleaned up everywhere or it's never going to stop. Like, if we worry about just men, then the women predators will do it. And if we worry about just women predators, then the much more men will do it. Let's get everything washed up and done. Yes, sir. Yep. So, all this happened this past weekend. And then, Jesus. on Sunday... Hey, uh, Undertaker's retiring. And that didn't hit the blip. I that, That's like 2020. That a big thing... Of a Undertaker retiring. I figured it out at the end of episode four. I don't even know if I believe it, though. I, As he put it here, wait and see if Vince ha- needs him yeah, something down the exactly line. Yeah, that's exactly why I don't believe it. I still think he's done. For I think he's part. done. I, I think and I don't know, he didn't have his last match in front of a crowd. Yeah, but he said this went as good as it could. Now, trust me, this is the yeah, only Yeah, no, other I option. totally agree. I just don't know if I can see him um, still walking but away. I knew it was... At, he, the end, at the end of the fourth, I knew the final one was him retiring because he talked about how... Happy he was with the Extreme Rules match. Yeah, and, and when he went. and, and then he, he went to Vince, Vince and said, I'm was like, done. I'm done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, so he's gonna retire because I knew the next episode was all about the AJ match. Yeah, and I, was like, I think okay. I think he's retiring because of the fact that this came out of the shirt and it's a picture of his face with his name. Yeah, Mark Calloway, yes. not Undertaker. I think he's done. I think he, Mark Calloway. I think he might show up to do a spot I just to a choke slam and a run in. Mm-hmm. I think in grand wrestling fashion, he worked all of us. The 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 uh, the perfect ending was this goddamn documentary um, about his real life ending in this match. Yeah, I because so. he broke down all the mystique, and yeah. now it's just you know he's Mark, which we're funny at on Monday Night Wars. Yeah, so it's whatever. I mean, I'm fine with it. Good, good he, we we've been we've been talking about this for it's uh, I mean years. After retirement, retire. but uh, it's long overdue. Yeah. So. It's not like oh, uh, selfishly. It's not somebody. It's like it's not like hey Jay is like I retire by the way tomorrow plus last day. People are like what? It's not like that. <laughs> I'm cool with it because selfishly, uh, like he said in the last episode, he was done after Extreme Rules and the only person he would have come back for was AJ. So he, it's a so it's did. like a check in my favorite wrestler's lo- uh, box. Like oh yeah, Undertaker's last match was me. That's right. And I think he is done. I think so. Only because. After that five-part documentary, you can't keep doing the. You know what I, mean? I think I think he's done. I like I told, just said I think he'll show up when the show crowd. Show up to do a choke slam. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Match. No. No. I think he's done. But yeah, freaking I, gimmick t- battle royal. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Andre the Giant. He would win year. it. He would win He'd it. He'd win it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But who who would have thought? You know. Okay, so. That's just, for S and G's. So this is it. Let's go around the room. Corey, first billing. 
your favorite Undertaker moment? Favorite memory of the Undertaker? Favorite memory of the uh. Undertaker? Mm-hmm. That's right. God damn. Up guard. That's, That's a right. tough question because I'm. I mean, so, I'm a fan of the guy. I will I mean, tell I you, like my, I mean, I'll just I don't mind. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's super kick into pedigree kick out of two. He talks about that in the documentary. That is maybe the greatest false finish in the history of wrestling. Maybe in his own words on that documentary, <laughs> he's like, he's like, if you didn't buy into super kick pedigree near fall, you're full of shit. As Corey did, and I have talked about, did, yeah. not only did we buy into it, we bought into it on the replay. replay, and we fucking knew he won the match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys watched the DVD. So, yeah. <laughs> that is mine, and it will always forever uh, be mine. You know what? It's up th- yeah. There's two. Okay. There's, there's that one, Ooh. and there's the fall of 2000. I have another one. There's the fall of 2000. Okay. He's the American badass. And, <sighs> and William Regal has just made his debut, and he's doing the whole teaching you manners, like yep. the dinner table thing in the middle of the ring. And Undertaker comes out, gets mad, just looks at him and goes, you talk funny, bitch. And then chokes them the shit out of him. <laughs> for, for some uh, reason, I've always liked that. For uh, me, as a kid, yeah, it was, during, it's going to be funny to, for now, during the war stories, when he returns, and he, the lightning bolt hits the casket, he's on yep. the apron, canes, and he's like, Kid, I'll walk through hellfire brimstone. Yeah. And at Mania, it's, I'm kicking your ass. That's iconic. That got me growing up as yep. a kid. I'm like, yep, there's there's that. Um, as a younger kid, Taker versus Taker. I don't know why, but just that I, idea uh, of a match. I remember him putting Warrior in the casket. That's one of my yeah. earliest memories and of wrestling. Yeah. I remember that one a lot. Uh, I also remember... <laughs> Uh, from again the American Badass era in f- in the spring of 02 the what chant is what? Is, is crazy what? right you yeah. say what one like, more time he's like say what if you like sleeping with your sister what and the crowd just stopped he's like that's what I thought <laughs> you got any uh, there well he used to scare me as a kid it's fair so it works I know but I was a kid up until like I would say 20 today well yeah but if we're gonna be real like 2010 Yep. was when I went into high school. Okay. So up and I mean, he wasn't really doing much after that. Mm-hmm. So for most of his prime, I was like scared of him. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard to like him. But I loved I loved the character itself, but he scared me. So I yep. was like, fuck. I, I've I, always. I, it was hard him. for me to dug to dig him like a like I dug other people just because he scared me. I always dug him, and he was so fucking real. It scared the except fuck out of me. for like fall '98 through when he leaves in '99. The, yeah. right, for, the ministry. What we're watching right now. No. It's the only time where I was not into him. I was like, this yeah. is stupid. The other I, one that stands out for me, it's uh, it's not my favorite moment in a Rumble, but it's one of it's when Maven eliminates him in the Rumble. That's good. I love that spot I, so much. I, I love I lo- for the face he makes. He's like, motherfucker. Two, two things. <laughs> the, take, the Rumble that ends with Sean and, and Sean. Taker, and then the, the next, next one that starts it. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment is actually recent, and it's on the documentary. When he's like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, because we got two words for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three words for you. Go fuck yourself. And he just has his eyes rolled. And, and then go fuck like, oh. And then Kane does the chop. Uh, I was like, "That's so fucking great." He, he, it's. I, I might be alone, but uh, I, I you walk alone. I walk alone. Um, Taker had a like third run under his belt like Sean had his second when he came back like 
during the time frame that we're watching on TV and when he came back at WrestleMania 20 until what? 2010. 2010. <laughs> 20. <laughs> yeah. He really fell off the night that Sean retired. That was the last time he was. And then he just went kind of mania. But then he was that, mania. He went to mania taker. Yeah. After that, it was once a year. And he said, like, he agreed. He said in the in part five, and he he said it like real quickly and didn't pause, so like most people didn't catch it. But he's like, I've since then I've often told Sean I should have went with you. Yep. And I agree because of the fact that you have a, I think the end of an era photo after that he, all after three have. After you said that, after the kick out or the the pedigree, uh, super kick, yeah, pedigree. kick out, and then they're all three just standing there. That should have been it. That should have been, should it. been it. it. That should have been it. The street. Like, he he kept, what was he? Twenty, you know, like twenty. Twenty, no, right? Uh, that was twenty. There, he yeah, because twenty-one was punk. Yeah, he was twenty. 0 yeah, he yeah, could have went out perfect. It was perfect. Pointed at that being the uh, perfect time. Perfect. Put a pin in it right there. Fuck and, you, and he could always say no, but you know who who's Vince. to blame is Vince. Vince. Yeah. Hey Vince, man, I need you in Saudi. Vince would never let him. Vince to him, Vince. He is Vince's Andre. He's he's Vince's greatest creation. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Andre Period. was Vince Senior's greatest thing, mm. and Taker is Vince Junior's, and he just wouldn't let him stop. One thing I always remember, and it, like it, it involves Taker, Monday Night Raw. Ladder match between him Jeff and Hardy. Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Taker! Oh, yeah. I'm not through with you yet! And at and the end, he gives him the grudging respect. Mm-hmm. Good match. So good. I remember um, my, some of my favorite Taker moments are when he's on the defense instead of offense. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, I still to this day will mark out every time I'm watching WrestleMania 18. The Giant Gonzalez match? No. Oh. The WrestleMania 18, <laughs> when him and Flair are having a really underrated match, and... Uh, he goes, bounces off the rope, and Flair ducks out of the way, and, and Arn comes in with that, that spine, spine buster. Ooh, I baby. mark out every Ooh. fucking so, so, time. So pretty. Yeah, I mean, so pretty. it is the <laughs> second greatest spine buster in history behind Ahmed Johnson. Yes, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that spine buster, and then he rolls out. I love the story he told on the last one about how uh, he was sitting in Gorilla with Vince in late 92, and they were watching Yokozuna work. He's brand new there. Dark He's match. Like, he was like, holy shit, Vince. Let me work with this guy. Let me do stuff with him. And Vince just like a laugh and goes, I've got something else planned for you. And at that moment, Gonzalez is walking down the hallway. He's like, <laughs> and Taker's like, son of a bitch. That's about that. So he's uh, apparently he just out of the blue will text Bruce Pritchard. He's like, what the fuck did I ever do to you to have me work giant Gonzalez? And apparently Bruce is like, I don't know. I'm sorry, that, man. That's I, my I, bad. That, that, the fun, the fun stuff about the Pritchard in that spot there, Taker and Gonzalez, mm-hmm. is any podcast that Pritchard does, and Taker is on it in some shape or form. Pritchard always has to make sure that everybody knows in that episode. He's like, "Yeah, he's still mad at me about the giant Gonzalez WrestleMania match," and doesn't involve that year yeah. or whatever. So, uh, two of my favorite stories are essentially the same story, but uh, one was. The night ECW showed up at the audience, and uh, Bruce and Paul knew it was a, wor- a, sh- a work, but nobody else, th- everybody else, I was a shoot. Nobody told Taker, and so Taker was, was like, "You probably should have fucking told somebody because I was about ready to beat some motherfucking ass for he real." He was pissed at Bruce, and then he was pissed at Bruce that he didn't tell him about Montreal. And Bruce was like, "I didn't fucking know about Montreal," so he said that uh, Taker was just sitting there like just taping his hands up. He's like. 
do we need to go fucking do it? Like, yeah. He also was taping his fists up at Gorilla before the match. Before the match. Because he was going to make sure somebody did business. Uh Whether it was Sean or Brett. Brett. Someone was He just sat there, like, with his fists taped. Yeah, he he, He just looks at Bruce. Bruce is like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Undertaker is Vince McMahon's greatest creation. That he is his Andre. He, um... One of, the, one of the funny things I always do at the shoot is when I when I have to uh, the van doors open. Yep. Every time I shut the second one, I always go, "Buckle up, Teddy!" and I slam the door. <laughs> Even if my partner's in in, I'm like, "Buckle up, Teddy!" So, uh, Kane inducts him, right? He has to. Has and, to. Has I mean, to. It's got to be Kane. It and got nobody, to be Kane. Nobody says anything bad about Kane. Isn't Even it in weird? that. Even in that promo, Taker's like... Even though he's a crazy libertarian? Yeah, Kane, he's yeah. like... Kane's mayor like, of a county, somehow. He's like, Kane's the only guy in the business I will let hold my wallet. Weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no. Yeah, it's gotta be Kane. It, it, it's gotta be Kane. It's, it's, it's gotta be Kane. Who are you, uh... Because they always give, like, a, some weird anecdote nobody's ever heard at Hall of Fame. Who do you want to hear a story about? Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Yeah. That's fair. Paul, but, you know, Paul, I think Vince, he probably has some good Vince. Yeah, Vince, for sure. Some, some like, behind-the-scenes Vince stories yeah. might be really fun. I don't know the Vince wants to hear this. Inside the Ropes <laughs> I sent you Question. about Heyman. On that was Question. awesome. That was really cool. That was awesome. Yeah, Question. did you watch it? Is, is, it, gonna, yeah. 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 is it gonna make me money? Yeah, is it gonna draw me money? Yeah. Draw me money, then. But when he said Michael Hayes, he can rip you a fucking asshole about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, doop, that's doop, awesome. Doop. So... This year's Hall of Fame got postponed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good does question. he main event next year's? I think they wait a year. Do you th- oh, well wait, or do you think they let last year's crew in because it's the NWO, I, and then in two years you do that, or you let you put Taker on first? This this year's the guys postponed. They they deserve their moment. They yeah, for sure okay. do. I, for sure. I actually think they might wait till they go to Texas again. Yeah, yeah I heard on a podcast someone suggested putting him in in just him the whole. Year. Just the just just him? taker. It, yeah. You know what? It would sim- symbolically, just taker like nobody else. Like he's, the only, he's, the, he's, he's the only one. Symbolically, that would make sense because Andre was the first inductee all by himself. And if we're talking the two greatest creations, WWE so, so, creations. You know, actually, so it kind of ties off Survivor Series. So at Survivor Series, yeah, at Survivor sense. Series, you have like uh, a network special Didn't where it's you? just. Taker being in Didn't he Hall debut in 91? You could have a... 90. 90. 90. You could have a couple... So like, Survivor Series 2020 would be 30 you, years. You could have a couple speakers give uh, you know give a couple anecdotes, and then he comes out and does his own little thing. Because mm-hmm. there's probably no crowd at that point. Yeah. Still, yeah. My other favorite Taker story is behind the scenes, and it's not a good one. It, it's, so, uh, it's not surprising, though. <laughs> Survivor Series 91, he beats Hogan for the title. Yeah. And gives him a tombstone on a steel chair. Flair put the steel chair in the ring. Yeah. And Hogan sells it like he's really injured to everyone. Like he had to, in the back even. If you look at the video. He's way off. He's like a foot from hitting that chair. Yep. So the story becomes, no, your legs were so tight around my neck you jammed it. Okay. And Taker, who's a rookie still for all intents and purposes, he's been a pro three years. A rookie in WF. Yeah. He's worried. He's scared shitless. He's hurt him. He's, you know, that's the golden goose. And that's the, and Shane McMahon, who's like 21. And his works it's like builds, a ref at this point, right? He has a ref, builds the ring or whatever. He comes up to, to Undertaker like uh, a week after. He's like, 
you know he's just full of shit, right? You didn't, you didn't hurt him. He didn't come here. And I just like the story that even 21-year-old Shane was real as real could be and was telling guys the truth. Like, look, you ain't got Dog, nothing to worry about. You didn't fucking touch Whatever him. you think about Shane on screen, Shane smokes that shit to the filter. He does not give a nope. fuck what people nope. think about him and his opinion. He will fucking tell, tell you. He'll <laughs> yep. tell you. It is fantastic. Even like... Shane is like that's why he's better than Stephanie. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why him and Hogan never had good matches after that. Like, like the Judgment Day matches, oh, god awful. Yeah. Jesus, the dude. There's no, com- there's no communication. There's no trust. There's no nothing. I uh, watched uh, the most recent Botchmania, and they do something to botch with, and it, they show a clip from something to wrestle with, and it's the Judgment Day choke slam. <laughs> he goes like that high off the he, and, he, and like. <laughs> They're, like, they're showing the clip and like Pritchard's talking like you can totally tell you can totally see Ho- Taker grab him by the throat and try and lift him and then Taker stops looks at Hogan and like you're fucking gonna jump yeah. and then like slightly goes in the air oh, it was God. terrible sandbag and then like, two, Pritchard's yeah. like he's gonna do it again he's and gonna like, choke slam him again and make sure he's getting him and, up this time and that shit is why like I don't have the problem with what Sean did in their match like, fuck oh, with you. Hogan? Oh, you yeah. fucking deserve it. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, sell mania, baby? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Love why it. I have zero problem with it. But Undertaker retiring. Happy trails, brother. Yeah, happy trails. Yeah. Um, Seems content. Vince is, Let's hope. Vince is going to freak out trying to find the next... Uh, Who's got Braun Strowman? You know... Instead of selling the logo, promote your wrestlers. But that's yeah, another why, why would we do that? Hey, yeah. hey, goddamn pal. Yeah, goddamn pal. So, thank you, Undertaker. Yeah, thanks. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, so, uh, shout out Jeff's favorite wrestler. Yeah. So, he's probably crying in that slushy. Jeff, if, if you We have a fucking article about that, by the way. If you yeah. still yeah. Like, yeah. even acknowledge No Cell Entertainment, write, so, write an article about The Undertaker and his... Um, your what he means to your you, fandom, yeah. what he means to you, and your best taker uh, moments and memories. Yeah. Guys, we're forgetting one moment. Beautiful. One moment. Yeah. Undertaker putting that jacket and the hat in the middle right. of Mania. Yeah. That was powerful. That was super powerful. It got dusty in here. It got yeah. super dusty. Yeah. And then, then, he came, then he came back six weird. months later. <laughs> but yeah. that was a, a moment that, you know, that should have been it. Like I know Jeff. Come on, Jeff. We need it. There's a there's a smart ass warrior taker moment. Yeah. The at Vengeance 2001, uh, before the show starts, uh, nobody has told Jericho he's winning the title, the, the undisputed title yeah. tonight. No one has because they hadn't decided yet. Hadn't right? decided yet. <laughs> and Vince is talking with Taker, and he decide Jericho walks by to go to catering, and this is how Jericho finds out. Jer- Vince stops and goes, Taker. You know how you could tell business is going in the toilet? We're putting the belts on Jericho. Yep. And that's how he found out he was winning the Undisputed title. He thought at first oh he was being ripped, God. and then somebody yeah. told him later that, no, for sure you're winning tonight. He was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Wow. Um, <laughs> all righty then. I'll give, I'll give props to... Uh, uh, yeah. Jesus. Uh, give props. This is kind of a dick. <laughs> Paddle stiff. Uh, give props to uh, MSG. Yeah. They did like a thank you taker. Did they? Uh, lit above up purple. Lit up their purple. Yeah. Nice. It's badass. It is fucking well, he, badass. He showed, even in the documentary, how much respect he has for Madison Square Garden. So they yeah. showed it by like saying thank He's you. He's got his taker. picture on the wall now. Yeah. yeah. He does Underneath the leg, Elvis. The leg drop. Should be above Elvis. On Kane. On Kane from should 20. Should be above Elvis, to be honest. But. Nah, well, nah, not really. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, when Bret Hart had the cancer scare, mm-hmm. they lit up in pink and had a Bret Hart thing on Madison Street. Oh, nice. So. Fuck yeah, MSG. 
Maybe lower your rates. Maybe not the owner, but maybe yeah. not the owner. Just yeah. lower your rates a little bit. Yeah, bring them back just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so let's move on. I guess it's uh, it's that time. It's Corey. that time. Oh, it's that time. It's that time, brothers. Who's going first? You, well, you choose. I mean, hey, um, we should probably let, do let, some more time. <laughs> I would say I would say let Devin go since he always goes last. I'll like, go last I, if you want me to. I like going last, but it, I'll go first. You so always go last. Devin, you go but first. I like going last. Devin, go fine. first. That's fine. I'm going to get a call. Devin, go first. I don't well, care. Yeah, I like going last, too, but you fuck me, right? I'm not going at all no. this week, so I'm going to fuck. Yeah. Devin, you go. <laughs> all right. I I'm in charge. Back. You all go right. first. Why are you in charge? Um, I don't know. Because it's your house and your equipment, and that's why. That technically means Boom. the kid's going last. Oh. Ooh. No, no. I want Hell the kid. Hell yeah. I, yeah, that's how I want the little database to go last. with the little database. Main event anywhere in the world. All right, guys. Here we go. Monday Night Raw, week five. We are live on Pornhub Premium Live. We are at the Taco Bell Arena in Boise, Idaho. Hell yeah. 13,103 on hand. In Boise. Yeah. I looked up their max. We're only 200 under max capacity. Um, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. Uh, we look back at uh, the chaos from last week's live sex celebration and what Hangman Page did to Mickey James. Dolph announces major news that AGW general manager Ron Jeremy has been fired for gross negligence. So starting the night after Backsplash, AGW will have a special guest general manager every week. Uh, that week's general manager will be determined by polls on AGW Twitter. Uh, however, the, guest, the special guests will be exclusive porn stars provided by the network. Um, <laughs> Dolph then gives us the rundown for the night as we have Sam Hua Joe going one-on-one with Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable in tag team action against Heavy Machinery. We also have uh, two number one contender matches as Murphy faces John Moxley for the right to face Kevin Owens at Backsplash as well as your main event of Tessa Blanchard facing Mickey James for the right to face Rebel Kell at Backsplash. Uh, commentary is then interrupted by aerial footage of Cumguard 1 circling around a mobile home in Bug Tussle, Kentucky. We cut to erotic Matt Hardy and Kevin Owens as we see Matt is operating Cumguard 1 with a remote. He says this is the address of the Low of Ward. They both sneak up to the house as Matt Hardy locks, uh, knocks loudly on the door. The door flies open as Wardlow is standing there in a do-rag with a black and mild hanging out of his mouth and a wife beater and dicky shorts. <laughs> Matt Hardy says, greetings, Lowe of Ward. It is I, erotic Matt Hardy and Kevin Owens, as we are here to recover the body of El Jefe the Sensei, and we know you have him. <laughs> Wardlow says, yo, essay, y'all have about five seconds to get the fuck out my face before I fry y'all like some tortillas. <laughs> KO and Matt look at each other, nod. And KO hits a stunner on Wardlow outside the trailer as Hardy follows it up with a twist of fate. Hardy then holds Wardlow as Owens pulls out his balls and says he's about to give him the El Jefe treatment if he does not tell him where he is. Uh, Wardlow screams he's at the Hershey factory in Pennsylvania. He was ordered to take him there by Nick Cage. They sold his body to uh, Hershey to be packed into fudge uh, to get rid of the body. Uh, he says he's probably... Long packed by now, but Hardy says not to worry. It's time for a road trip as him and Kevin both super kick Wardlow, get in a car, and drive off into the sunset. And we go to commercial. Uh, next, we're back with Samwa Joe versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Samwa is in another foul mood. Um, Swerve starts with some offense, but is quickly shut down. 
Samwa ragdolls him around and even hits a muscle buster. He gets a chair from under the ring and slides it into the ring. Uh, the ref then grabs the chair and tells him he can't use it. Joe then grabs the chair back from the ref and hits him in the head with an unprotected chair shot. The ref crumbles like a uh, game of Jenga as Joe then turns his attention back to Scott. He hits Scott over and over with the chair. The chair is almost bent in half as the ref and security uh, from the back storm to take control over Joe. They get Joe out of the ring, but as he goes, he goes over to the timekeeper, grabs a mic. He says he's going to, um, he says he's just getting started and he's going to fuck up anyone who gets in his way. He says if the sweetest fish pussy bitch Cesaro has any form of a sack, he'll fight him in ba- at backsplash in an unsanctioned gravy death match. He tells the crowd to sh- uh, shove the booze up their ass as he walks to the back and flips them off, and we go back to commercial. Back to, from commercial, we have Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable versus Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery come to the ring. Um, as Otis is carrying a 20-pound honey-smoked ham like a baby, Johnny and Chad are out next as they are coming out to Chris Benoit's music, and Johnny's pulling the lap bar machine in the red wagon. The match starts with uh, Johnny and Otis. They go back and forth as Otis and Tucky uh, tag back and forth in the corner, not letting Johnny get to the other side. Finally, Johnny gets a tag to Gable, who takes, uh, takes out Otis and throws him outside the ring. They brawl for a little while outside the ring as Gable Irish whips Otis into the barricade. Gable sits uh, uh, Otis up against the barricade and charges up for a knee strike, but Tucky comes running around the timekeep- from the timekeeper area with the ham. He goes to chuck the ham at Gable, but Gable ducks, sending the 20, pound, uh, 20 pounds of pork crashing into the lap bar machine. The ham explodes on impact as camera pans back and forth between Johnny and Otis as they both look like they're about to come unglued. Otis scurries over on his hands and knees and begins picking up fragments of ham and shoving them in his mouth as he screams, Why, Tucky, why? While Tucky stands there, uh, completely embarrassed, trying to console Otis, Johnny goes under the ring, completely enraged, and grabs a trash bag and a sleep number pillow. He comes up from behind Tucky and pulls the trash bag and pillow over his head uh, and begins to strangle him. He screams, uh, look what you made me do, Tucky, look what you made me do, as Tucky begins to fade. Gable comes up from behind him and slaps him in the back of the head. Johnny uh, turns around, letting the pillow go, as, and as Gable asks him what the hell's gotten into him. Johnny seems to change personalities as he goes back, to, as he says to Gable, what are you talking about? I didn't even do anything. He then rolls Tucky's unconscious body back in the ring as Gable covers him th- for the three while Otis finishes the ham outside the ring. And we go to commercial. Back from commercial, it's John Moxley versus uh, Murphy. Moxley comes to the ring on a segue to a nice pop, and Murphy still gets a mixed reaction. Matt starts with some stiff shots back and forth. Crowd gets into the match as Moxley hits a paradigm shift, but Murphy kicks out. Mox goes for another paradigm shift, but Murphy counters into Murphy's law, but Mox kicks out of that. Crowd is on the edge of their seat as the two get their feet, or two get to their feet, and both of them give the DX suck it chop. Uh, Murphy charges Mox, but Mox catches him into another paradigm shift for the three, and your winner and number one contender for the AGW TV title, John Moxley. After the match, Moxley hops on a Segway and rides through the crowd as he celebrates with fans, and we go back to commercial. And now we're back with your main event for the AGW Women's Title Number One Contendership of Tessa Blanchard versus Mickey James. Tessa's out first as her Blanchards pop for her. Uh, Mickey is out next, accompanied by AGW <coughs> World Champion Mr. Big E. Normous. <laughs> e gets on the mic and says, "Shit, but Tessa doesn't stand a chance against his queen." He says Tessa has to find people like Dolph to pay for butt queefs just to get some attention. 
He says not one man can get go past Mickey without looking at her voluptuous breasts. He says Hangman Adam Page is going to deal with the consequences for what he did to Mickey, but he's going to have to deal with him next week. Tonight, his queen, Mickey, is going to kick Tessa's ass as he sucks her tit for good luck and gets her into the ring. Mm-hmm. Match starts and Tessa dominates. She throws Mickey around the ring as she laughs and points at E. She puts uh, Mickey in a torture rack as she laughs as Mickey screams and E paces outside the ring yelling at Tessa. Suddenly, we hear, Woo! As Charlotte comes out with, uh, and walks out with some determination. She gets in the ring and looks eye to eye to Tessa. Crowd chants, oh my god, and holy shit, as the two uh, stare each other down. E looks stunned, and, ca- and he cackles and points from ringside. Uh, Charlotte slaps Tessa as the ref calls for the bell. So your winner, via disqualification, and I guess uh, number one contender, Tessa Blanchard. Charlotte grabs the mic, apologizes to Tessa. She has what she had to, she had to do that uh, because she wanted her to win via disqualification because uh, her problems with Mickey. Mickey looks befuddled, as, uh, as does E as Charlotte uh, stares down Mickey. Charlotte says she watched Gravy Mania and felt beyond disrespected when she heard Big E Normous say Mickey had the best tits in professional wrestling. She points at her tits, says these are the best tits. How dare you disrespect my tit legacy? You're a veteran, she says. You, sh- uh, you should know about the locker room respect. Everyone in, the wor- everyone in the world knows I have the best hits in pro wrestling. He gets in the ring, says there's a way to solve this, and he's willing to help. Tells Charlotte to whip him out, but she, get- but she sends a dick kick right into E's crotch. She slaps Mickey and starts stomping on her. The crowd pops, and Ziggler calls for security as Sammy uh, says Charlotte has a point. Charlotte picks up the, uh, the mic and challenges Mickey to a match at Backslash and says she'll be here next week for her answer as security finally comes out and drags Charlotte out of the ring as she walks backwards up the ramps, jiggling the boobies, saying, see you next week, Mickey, as Raw goes off the air. All right. All right. That's going to lead to something nobody fucking expects. Wow. A, uh, probably a uh, remove the implant match. So pop the implant. Pop bench. the implant. You're you're on the right track, but you're you're still far off. Okay. Uh, suck on the implant. I don't know. Uh, let's go to PDX, and we we get two shows from you. PDX Strike Force, June twenty third, twenty twenty, from the Empress Ballroom in Portland. Hell yeah! One thousand two hundred and seventy eight people. We're starting. We're, we're building a fan That's base. That's fine. The show starts with Shelton Benjamin, PDX Heavyweight Champion Hammerstone. Lance Archer and Damian Priest all standing in the ring. Benjamin asks if we were all surprised last show. Well, we shouldn't have been. A long time ago, I was a can't-miss prospect, a future world champion. But I was held down by a narcissistic, insecure asshole with a huge nose and a small sack. (laughs) I never got my chance. I see the same promise in Hammerstone, and I decided I'd be damned if that shit happened to him. We talked. We connected. We formed a bond. We created a game plan. We executed, and he stands before you as your PDX heavyweight champion, and he will stay that way for as long as he wants. That's why these two men are here with us. We're an army. We are the uprising. We will dominate this place and take what we want, and it starts now. And with that, the first match of the night is the Slaughter, the team of Damian Priest and Lance Archer, annihilating Artemis Spencer and classic Cody Chun in a minute 48. (laughs) Hate Straight to see it. murder. Benjamin to see it. Benjamin laughs all the way to the back as they attack. They continue to attack their opponents down the aisle. 
AJ Styles comes out and asks if there's anybody in the back who dares challenge the Phenomenal One. And that is answered by Pac as we get our first uh, real match of the night. They go breakneck action for about 17-23. Pac carries the majority of the match but misses a key black arrow and kind of fucks up his knee. From there, AJ capitalized and after a flurry, hit the Styles Clash and the Calf Crusher for the win. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak come out next, and they demand to fight Hammerstone and Benjamin in tonight's main event. They say they're not going to let this company be ran by a group of thugs. The Uprising come out and accept, but say that tonight's chaos will be on their conscience. A vignette appears letting us know that in three weeks' time, PDX will bring us Expect the Unexpected with the main event of Kazuchika Okada and Jeff Hardy. We have a mixed tag team match, and the announcers for the night, Quince McMahon and <laughs> Joseph LaSalle III Esquire DMD, <laughs> want to know what the hell's going on. This has been a crazy night. We have Shingo Takagi and Kyrie Sane teaming up to take on and defeat Drew McIntyre and Mia Yim, the women's champion, in 1044. The two men are looking to grab a victory and move up the ladder while the two women are looking to just continue their feud over the title. Quick back-and-forth action with quick tags. Shingo and Drew rock each other with stiff elbows and forearms. Mia uses her strength to neutralize Sane. Sane, however, hits the insane elbow for a quick win while the two men are too busy battling outside. And here's where it gets a little funky. We're scheduled for a PDX Tag Team title match now as the Broserweights are due to take on Los Parks. Before the match... L.A. Park comes down and informs all of us that due to some questionable El Pastor tacos, <laughs> El Hijo de L.A. Park will not be here tonight. <laughs> questionable. But not to worry, as L.A. Park has had many, many friends in his many, many years in this business, and one friend in particular spread his seed all over Tijuana. I'm sorry to say that I recently lost a mi amigo, but one of his many, many sons is here tonight to stand by my side and fight. I present to you El Hijo de El Jefe, the sensei. <laughs> He's alive! Of <laughs> uh, the sun. <laughs> the crowd is a buzz, as what is obviously swoggled in a lucha bodysuit <laughs> comes out. <laughs> the broserweights at this point come out and just start laughing. You better drink that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I almost lost it for about half a second there. <laughs> the broserweights come out and start laughing it up. But little sensei flips off Dunn, so Dunn kicks him to the ring. <laughs> from the ring to the floor, and he hits with a sickening thud. As he lays there unresponsive, as he lays there unresponsive, L.A. Park attacks both from behind with his signature steel chair, knocking out Dunn completely and placing the chair around Riddle's throat and pilmanizing him. Then Laparka struts out of the building to his Laparka strut, as the strains of Judas come over the speakers. The sex gods walk over to the announce table, and Le Champion presents an envelope to Quince McMahon and then pats him on the back. As now we have a PDX tag team title match, as the sex gods will fight the bruiserweights for the titles. As they get into the ring, Quince explains to Lacell that Jericho provided him with about 5,000 reasons why the sex gods <laughs> should be the number one contenders. <laughs> so Quince motions for number the Number one! <laughs> Jericho pulls a lifeless dun to the middle of the ring and pins him straight off. As Riddle's being carried off on a stretcher, we have new tag team champions. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
That neatly sets up the Mexican death match as Jericho stays in the ring and Andrade makes his way out. Andrade comes out uh, with Zelina Vega and Angel Garza by his side. Weird. Uh, which pisses Jericho off. Guevara stays out there to help him as the action gets going. The rules of the match state that one of the men must be pinned or made to submit before the referee's 10 count. So it's fast and furious action. Both men land big bombs, but both men cheat like hell. Vega keeps trying to talk to Guevara, but we can't see what about. Every time Andrade almost gets a pin, Guevara interferes. Finally, Garza attacks Guevara on the outside, but Vega tries to get him off and pulls him back to the other side of the ring. Um, as she is doing that, Garza pulls... Uh, oh, as she is pulling Garza over, Guevara slides in the ring and rocks Andrade with his newly won tag team title. Jericho gets the pin, and the ref counts to 10 as Vega and Garza argue all the way to the back. And finally, the main event, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak defeat Hammerstone and Shelton Benjamin in about 1534. From the start, Bryan and Gulak forget the wrestling skill, and the four of them just brawl all over the building. Ref couldn't get any semblance of order and eventually just sat down by the timekeeper. <laughs> he just, like, grabbed a fight. Coke and some popcorn and said, fuck it. In the end, Bryan blocked a low blow by Benjamin and hit one of his own, followed by a pile driver for a quick pin. But after the bell, the slaughter stormed the ring, and the uprising continued the chaos. Pete Dunn hobbled out to the ring to help. It was laid out as well. The uprising left the ring, and when they got to the top of the entrance, they grabbed a, a mic and challenged the three in the ring to a no-holds-barred, unsanctioned war at the next show. Byron grab, By, Brian grabs the mic and accepts, only he uh, states, there will be four of us. Mm. And that ends Strike Force. Mm. Impressive. Now here comes Lights Out. All, All right. right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The little a, databases that weekly was very show. Good, Corey. Uh, match number one, Marty Skrull defeats Mark Andrews in 11-18. Not much to write. We cut backstage, and Matt Riddle is getting taken out on a stretcher from earlier in the night to the ambulance. And Matt Riddle stops to Pete Dunn and says, Bro. <laughs> with his neck hurting as they take him out. Chelsea Green interview. Get Green, some weed, it'll fix it. Green says she is talking with Mr. Lacell, and they have a plan for tonight's main event. Hell yeah. Ilya Dragunov then defeats Humberto Carrillo with a Boston Crab. Tyler Bate defeats Mustafa Ali in about 1324. Then in El Hijo de El Jefe, the Sensei interview. After his interview. Promo. <laughs> Sensei says that it's tragic for his father to be treated like he did. <laughs> Screw you, Mr. Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding, it's right there. Why do I have to take a drink? Fuck! My, my dad will always be remembered. And at that point, interviewer Greg Hamilton asks, aren't you just swoggle in a mask? <laughs> at which point, El Hijo punches him in the business and walks off yelling. <laughs> And then the main event in a barbed wire steel cage match. <laughs> Jesus. There it is. Liv Morgan defeated what? Chelsea Green. What? After the match, Green complains and Quince McMahon signs a number one contenders match for the next show to see who faces the women's champ on the show after that. Oh, and we're done. Screw you, Mr. Gravy. Screw you, Mr. Gravy. Aren't you just swoggle in a mess? <sighs> you know what? So, El, all right, I already got it now. All right. El Jefe got turned into fudge. So his son... <laughs> ...would be the one who put him in there, which would make him... Nope. 
I would make him a different wrestler. I would make company. him a Keebler elf. It would make him uh, something else. So let's move on. I'm particularly proud of that episode. Uh, that was good. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's coming. You know what's I can coming? Tell you, when. you know what's coming? The uh, results of uh, last week's bracket. Screw you, Mr. Gravy. Screw you. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> so great. So Alrighty. we got the results for last week's bracket, and then we're going to talk about the final, the final <coughs> four for the Hogan side of the bracket, that which is already up on Twitter and Facebook. Correct. Let's go vote, motherfuckers. It's all right. right. So in the on the Hogan side of the bracket, uh, number one seed Hulk Hogan, uh, with a final tally of twelve to four, defeats sixteen seed Daniel Bryan. That's. The Twitter vote was close, which was weird. Facebook was a runaway, but smarter fans. She's on a little runaway. We've, we've noticed that. With a final runaway. tally of thirteen to zero, HBK beat Diesel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what he gets for sandbagging him. He got <laughs> Damn dog. Um, with a final tally of fourteen to one, The Rock beat The Ultimate Warrior. Who the who is the, the one? one? Anyone? Not any of us? Was any no. of us? No. no. Okay. <laughs> and with a final tally of fourteen to four, Randall Orton defeated Seth Rollins. So all the right people won. All right, won. So for the final four matchups in the first round of the bracket, finally, we're here. We're getting there. Uh, the six seed Pedro Morales takes on the eleven seed Undertaker. I've already voted. Undertaker's going to win this, no. yeah. but Pedro Morales should, should win it. Yeah. I did vote for the Undertaker. Uh, Morales was the 80s, 70s? 70s. 70s. He was the unenviable bastard who had to follow Bruno's seven and a half year reign. How long was his? Two and a half. Commendable, but you after you follow know. seven and a half, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, tough, tough. Yeah. Yeah. Transition champion, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Transition champion, huh? <laughs> Big gulps, huh? All right. Uh, the number three seed, Brett the Hitman Hart, takes on the number 14 seed, Roman Reigns. Oh, this should That's be a, a clear Brett. It should, should be. I feel like this is going to be a pick em, though. I feel like it's going to yeah, be close. It's going to be Brett. close, but it should be Brett. I voted Brett. Yep, yep, yep. Don't fucking tell him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Number I'm kidding. seven seed, Yokozuna, takes on number 10 seed, Ric Flair. I did woo. vote. I did vote. Woo. Now, player w- is low because it's WWF only. Yes. In WWF reigns, Yoko has a far better run than Flair. Yeah, um, but Flair's got the name recognition. He'll win. He'll win for sure. And the final matchup, uh, number two, John Cena taking on number fifteen, Mankind. Someone voted Mankind. That's crazy. That's fucking. This, this should be a route. John Someone Cena. voted Mankind. I texted Booble instantly. I was like, is that you? <laughs> what the, who the fuck, fuck did that? dude. No. That so yeah. Who's uh, trolling? Go to our Facebook uh, and Twitter, No Cell Entertainment, and vote, please. Poll is up till I believe, next Tuesday. I believe it is up till next Tuesday. Yes, sir. Huh. How about that? How about that? How about it? Wow. Wow. How about that? Wow. How about that? Joe, uh, I believe... Uh, is it us next week? Oh, are we next week on the I uh, so. you show? Are. I believe Nick Cage uh, Wrestling is back. Nick Cage High Praise Wrestling. Uh, That's High Praise. I don't know if you knew Wardlow was like that outside uh, your company. but I didn't know he was a Latino thug. I didn't know, in, yeah. In Bug Tussle, <laughs> Kentucky. I, I was like, did I get, give you him? I'm like, no, I didn't. 
I just told you that we found out where he lived. I didn't say you had taken him. No. That's all I needed was <laughs> you, to find out where he, where you put him. Oh, wow. And apparently he's getting packed into fudge. Oh, okay. Uh, quick. His son will be on the case. <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> Uh, run, uh... There's a way to get him back. You know how long I've been waiting to use El Hijo de El Jefe this instant? It's so <laughs> <fantastic. laughs> It's so long. A little quick snippets. Um, Charlotte's out for a little bit. Elective it surgery. till at least SummerSlam. On what? No one knows for you. All right. I heard, maybe I heard collarbone or so shoulder. We no, it's, it's not a real surgery. It's, a, it's elective surgery. Smaller then? She's getting a... With a little big... Yeah, maybe a little smaller boobs, maybe a nose. I don't know. Maybe Andrade's like, I'd want them bigger. I'd want them bigger. Comes back uh, with quadruple Asuka. G. Tits. She just goes, yeah. Asuka versus Sasha She's, at Extreme Rules. You know, I Sasha's expect Sasha Sasha's winning. Sasha's winning. that. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, because uh, they're so, going to be double champ, double champ. Uh, real quick, uh, no sell on that. <laughs> uh, Mac, Drew, McIn- uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler at Extreme Rules. They have a history, so uh, at least there's a story Are they doing... Orton and show. It looks like they are. Yes. Or they can do that on Raw. I hope it's Raw. I hope it's Raw, too. <laughs> Orton's killing I mean, it. I know Booble is the biggest Paul White stand. I told you. So. I told I'm you you'd be able to tell real quick when Bruce and Vince were firmly in control. Drew, Dolph, Randy, Big Show, Edge, Christian, Flair, Ray, and Rollins. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I think that was it. <coughs> and Charlotte. That's everybody on Raw last night. Um... <laughs> Sarah Logan stepping away from wrestling. Good for her. Uh, one of the crazy things. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, this is just my thought. AEW Dark. How do they have 9 to 11 matches an episode? Those tapings have to be long after Dynamite. They have, the mm. episode's an hour long. And they have 11. No, it's an hour and a half. Hour, oh, it's an hour and so a it's half. So like it's like Sunday Night Heat. Yes, it's <laughs> now just becoming. Just match, 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 match. I watch it. It's. Like an hour and a half every week now. They're, it's an easy watch, believe it or not, because Taz and Excalibur are an excellent commentary team together. And it's all straight jobber matches with maybe one semi-competitive match. Um, but it still manages to be fun. I mean, it's not like must-see TV by any stretch, but I enjoy it. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else? I think that's I it. I thought I had something else. New Japan Cup is over. First round cup is over. First round is over. So what'd you think? I saw you and Ricky, uh, the savior, going back and forth on Twitter yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um, it's been kind I wonder of, if he's watching it. <laughs> what well, could have been what I expected it to be in the first round. It's still weird to watch that with with no audience. Um, boy, you really get a, grab, a grasp of just how fucking small Kurrigan Hall is. When there's, there's no, no audience, audience, really? You're like, how do they get as many as they fucking get into this thing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how they say, that's what they say about Mr. Big E. Enormous. Yeah. They have um, they, they, they had their usual couple of um, upsets in the first round. Taichi beat Hiroshi Tanahashi. Sho beat Shingo. Other than that, it's just been your typical good matches. Um, the, I think the first round, the second round kicks off tonight. So I'll watch that tomorrow. Excellent, excellent. And uh, keep going. And the uh, the winner gets Tokyo Dome shot? No, the is winner, that this one? The winner gets... Um, Dominion? Dominion, which is the okay. night after the finals. Uh, there'll be fans there at Dominion. Uh, I think it's uh, 30% okay. fans. So that'll be fun. Uh, that's all I got from that front. If, uh, I have a quick question. So if for some reason uh, there's no fans still in January, what are they going to do at the Tokyo show? Are they going to do at the Dome? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I would say not. 
because there'd be no need. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know. Um, they are bringing fans back as of Dominion, which is July 13th, I think. But it's limited. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they've, they've done a better job than this country in terms of... Oh, everything in life? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it was... The, they, in fact, New Japan had, didn't resume doing shows until it was cleared by the government. Oh, and ours they was cleared uh, yeah. after a bribe. Oh yeah, after a bribe, you know, the, <laughs> and then you know, like even when they're bringing fans back, it's going to be at reduced um, mm-hmm. numbers for a while, and then I, I would so like be the guy like I'll send no bleeds, I'll be way up the yep. stuff, I'll yell, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> That's the point where I would yell at uh, Suzuki, call him names. Yeah. So real quickly, yep. uh, Joe, I just want yep. to throw this your way. Yes. You, you need to watch this soon. Okay, I finally did a review of Russell War '92 because we never got around to doing it for the retro review. Yeah. We'll start the, the Steiner brothers <laughs> take on Tatsumi Fujinami and Izuka, the guy with the metal. Yeah, the metal, like only, the yeah, the hand. Yeah, only he's like a rookie who's built like crazy and does like amateur wrestling moves back then, right? Yeah, but where can I find it? It's on Wrestle War '92 on the network. Oh, okay. The first of all, the Steiners, full on shoot mode, like you know, motherfuckers. Those are gonna, the best. Those are the best ones. The damnedest move I've ever seen. In fact, I want you to see it before I leave. They are going to give Rick Steiner the Doomsday device. You know the move. Yes. Warriors. Yep. They have Rick on their shoulders. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Izuka's coming off the top rope. And Rick decides, fuck that. I'll just belly-to-belly suplex you from this position to the ground. What? And he does. Uh-huh. Damnedest move I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn, pal. They, I'll, I'll look it up. And they do this move. I, I can't remember exactly the move, but somehow fucking Iska just ends up bleeding from like the whole side of his face. His eyes puffy, his nose and ear are bleeding. I don't know what the fuck they do. Huh. It's crazy. Okay. I'll look it up. So, uh, yeah, nothing else. So let's uh, wrap it up, shall we, guys? Wrapper. Uh, there it is. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you can follow all of our stuff, our lovely stuff, our handwritten stuff that we write in our hands that on, we don't. With our, with our hands? Yeah, with our hands. Okay. And on our, our hands. hands. It depends. No I wonder do. nobody sees my shit. I've been writing it yeah. on my hands. Yeah, you got to get you that. Know, I, thought we, t- I thought we told you. I guess not. Scroll and quill. Yep. Uh, and uh, our podcast. Longhand. Our, our more famous ones, our soon-to-be new ones. Who knows? We don't know. At nosoentertainment.com. Where we have the written words, like that's my opinion by Mike Bubble. That's my. The database uh, reviews stuff, including uh, Russell War 92. There it is. We that's have. That's you. That's you. The uh, Dekai Sensei every once in a great while. Jeff, yeah. Undertaker yeah. article. Do Come it, bro. Then we have podcasts, like <laughs> the Monday Night War Stories, the pay per view War Stories. We will be back uh, next week with the Monday Night War Stories mm-hmm. and the Thundercast. Mm-hmm. We have the No Cell Podcast you just heard. The Retro Review Machine. Woo! Taking on a doozy. Where we did Uncensored 95. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> and then and then uh, we have That's My Pick. That's right. This week here on That's My Pick, Commissioner Corey, he's in charge. Human Television Database. Yeah. Human Television Database. As this week, he's Commissioner. As he had his draft from... HTVD. TV sitcoms from the year 2000 to 2020. Yes, sir. 
So that was a fun draft. I believe I had the best. And oh, I was, yeah, maybe it was a blast. Well, maybe you should, uh, <laughs> you know. Maybe I should watch, watch some maybe fucking TV. Maybe you should sit 22 minutes a night You got 22 TV. minutes, you know. It's not hard. The, the, you, ta- you the South would, Tower fell in 22 minutes. You would like it. Um, you can follow all of us on uh, social media. You For first billing, it's uh, Corey. It's for, you follow him on Twitter at that kayfabe guy. You can follow the No Cell Living Legend at MT Google. You can follow Devin Dalwig. You can follow me at that Joe Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> that was meaner than uh, a yeah, little passion project. Yeah, passion project. <laughs> I kid, uh, at Devin Dalwig. You can follow me at that Joe Leslie. Real Lessel. name, no gimmick. Uh, you can follow the producer at Producers End. You can follow No Cell Entertainment at No Cell ENT. Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, sometimes YouTube, hopefully Spotify. Whew. Every time, it's a rough one. Uh, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, uh, thumb in the middle, a good review, bad review, any type of review. Thumb in the uh, I, I like on Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, and fuck Joey Ryan. And uh, don't rape anybody. Yeah. And fuck Joey Ryan. Yep.